The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. You are now logged in to Real Time Digital. Presented by thejargroup.com. Online marketing with measurable results. Welcome two of the Jar Group's savviest internet marketers, Emily Liebblad and Lauren Garcia. Listen as these digital divas analyze hot trends and chat with the in crowd of the digital world. Real Time Digital starts in real time, in real time, right now. Hello and welcome to Real Time Digital, hosted by thejargroup.com. I am Lauren Garcia. And I am Emily Liebblad, and we are Digital Divas. Thanks for listening in today. So today on our show, we have Nizzy Renault from Etsy. She is the head of marketing and merchandising there. And we will also be featuring Josh Unseth, who is an SEO guru who actually works um, along with Lauren and I at the Jar Group. So we're really excited to have them on the show and pick their brains a little bit. Uh, but before, as you know, we have our What's Hot and What's Not segment. So, Lauren, what's, what's hot today? What's hot in the blogs? What is hot? Well, you were actually telling me about a pretty cool article that you read about the iPad. Yeah, no, I mean, everybody's been, yeah, so the iPad's super hot, obviously. Still um, hot, still smoking. Still smoking. Um, I was just reading an article, and obviously, um, you know, tech adopters are loving the iPad, but... It's also been making headlines in a different niche, which is um, kids. And I was just reading this really interesting article about toddlers using the iPad. And obviously, kids at this point are pretty accustomed to seeing their parents as iPhone devices and touch screens. Um, but there was this interesting study done where PBS sent 90 toddlers, I think they were aged between 2 and 4, um, with iPod touches and found that they used this vocabulary application and that, on average, their vocabulary is increased by 31% from using this, um, this application. So, wow. Yeah, it's really interesting. And another study, I guess, was done um, for this, this toddler who had never been exposed to an iPad or a touchscreen before. And it literally took him a matter of minutes to figure out how the, how the device worked. So... He figured out the button, and he figured out how to switch pages using the swiping motion. And it was almost like it was like quickly internalized and almost innate yeah. how to use this device. Really intuitive. So you know, there's a huge market out there. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And now it's expanding to toddlers. You were. What was your funny anecdote? Oh about that? yeah, last week my um, my roommate Sarah. Little shout out to Sarah. Um, she was telling me about this free concert in Central Park for, I think it was Good Morning America. So, we, you know, we woke up at 6 o'clock on Friday, got down there by, by 7, and um, we went to see um, Miley Cyrus. Don't judge me. Um, I love Miley. <laughs> <laughs> she's catchy. I don't know. Um, but, of course, there were a lot of toddlers there with their parents and everything. And everyone had, well, I had my coffee, but all these kids had, like, big signs that they're holding up for Miley and everything. And I look over, and to my right, there's this child on her dad's shoulders holding an iPad with her, like, I love Miley sign on it. 
Wow. And after she performed a little bit, you know, the show producer producer from Good Morning America came out and he was trying to keep the crowd entertained while they went to commercial breaks. And they were trying to um, vote for the favorite uh, Miley sign that the crowd had made. And everyone started chanting together, iPad, iPad, iPad. I was like, oh, my. And not Miley. Yeah, yeah. They, everyone loves the iPad sign. So iPad, very hot. Yeah, so marketers are definitely going to have to be taking kids into consideration. Yeah. They're taking this device by storm. Whole new demographic. <laughs> That's awesome. So it's not hot if the iPad's hot. I guess the, you know, I still have, like, I don't have TiVo. I still have the old uh, old iPod that doesn't even have a touch screen. <laughs> but, you know, I rock it. I rock it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what else? I think there's, you know, viral campaigns are obviously always hot, and they're always being, new viral campaigns come out every day. Yeah. But one that's really, I think, hilarious, and one that's been huge lately was the, the Smirnoff Ice, You've Been Iced campaign. and What's that? Um, I, well, I think I heard a little bit about it, but let's hear the details. Okay, so this is literally hilarious. I find it to be so funny. Um, so the concept is is that um, you're supposed to, to – being iced means that somebody comes up to you with a bottle of Smirnoff Ice. Oh, my um, God. Preferably a warm bottle of Smirnoff Ice. Gross. And sneaks up on somebody and basically – yells at them, you've been iced, or you got iced, and the the person who has been iced at that point has to do one of two things. Um, normally, they'd have to get down on one knee and chug this bottle of Smirnoff ice in oh, front of everyone, my God. preferably captured on video to be streamed onto YouTube later. Of course. Um, but the catch is, is that if the person who has been iced um, has a bottle of Smirnoff ice on them, they can retaliate. Um, and ice the person who back, and in, in which at which point the person who tried to ice um, the unsuspecting victim has to drink both bottles of warm Smirnoff oh ice. Oh my gosh! So I mean, it sounds ridiculous, and it really is. It's this is like the sugary drink with like you know tons of carbonation. That's so gross. Exactly that you probably remember from high school. <laughs> I like there's blogs all over the place that have um, just pictures of people getting ice. Like it's just really entertaining. Like the band. Uh, oh, 303. 303 was iced yeah. on stage. Pete Wentz has been iced. And these pictures are all over the internet. And so it's really funny. And the, the catch is, though, that Smirnoff Ace is denying any association with this viral campaign. So um, oh, really? they're actually even playing a hand and trying to stop some of the, the websites and blogs that are going up around oh. it. So, I mean, it's, it's really interesting how this viral campaign just took off. And, yeah. you know, obviously they're getting tons of branding around it, but... They are denying any any involvement? you know involvement with it. So. That's interesting. <laughs> That's interesting. So are we supposed to just be walking around with with warm screen off ices in our pockets? Yes. I don't. That's gross. Yes, I don't want to do that. It's disgusting. But I would highly recommend that you always have a screen off ice tucked away in a back pocket, yeah. just in case. Don't get iced. Watch your back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so who knows how long this thing will last? But I think it's yeah. pretty hilarious. So I guess icing. Or is that like how you say it? Icing, you, like ice. You icing. get ice. Yeah. Getting iced. Yeah. I wouldn't consider if I got iced. I'd be like, that's not hot. Yeah, but you, yeah. But if I ice somebody, I'd be like, that's pretty hot. That's hot. <laughs> yeah, icing somebody hot, getting iced, not hot. Not hot. So another viral news. Obviously, everyone should be aware of the World Cup going on right now, and that is blowing up 
all over social networks. I mean, how could it not? But, I mean, World Cup, World Cup, World Cup. Very hot. Way hot. Way hot. I know that I practically, you know, the the sound of the, the horns and stuff in the audience, I feel like I sleep with, with that noise. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's hilarious. Um, cool. So go USA. Yeah. We'll be tracking their status <laughs> yep. in the next few weeks. Uh, anyways, let's move on uh, to a commercial break. And once we get back, we will be featuring our very awesome guests. So stay tuned. Real Time Digital will be back after this download from our sponsors. Staying ahead of the curve to deliver the best online marketing solutions you need. That's what the JAR Group is all about. The JAR Group offers a full-service suite of marketing and managing solutions custom-tailored for affiliate search and social media. The JAR Group uses their resources and research to help meet and exceed the revenue expectations of each and every client. Find out how the JAR Group can work for you at thejargroup.com. That's thejargroup.com. The JAR Group, online marketing with measurable results. Hi, this is Joel Kamm. I want to take a moment to tell you about a revolutionary new theme for WordPress that's going to change the way you make websites. It's called the Socrates theme, and it is the number one WordPress product on ClickBank. You can see it in action right now at SocratesTheme.com. The Socrates theme has a ton of options for customizing your site, but what really makes it stand out is the ability to monetize your site instantly just by entering your ClickBank or AdSense IDs right inside the theme. That's right, there's no plugins needed. Go check it out now at SocratesTheme.com. Friend Finder. Friend Finder. The world's largest online dating network featuring over 100 million profiles at hot sites such as Passion.com and FastCupid.com represents enormous profit-making opportunities for webmasters just like you. With Friend Finder's ability to geo-target and provide billing solutions in most languages and currencies, you are sure to find our comprehensive network to be a good friend to your wallet. wallet. Get more traffic-maximizing details now at FriendFinder.com. Affiliate marketing is changing rapidly. Stay ahead of the trends with Affiliate Marketing Insider. Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Affiliate Marketing Channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to Real Time Digital, presented by TheJarGroup.com. Online marketing with measurable results. Here are your digital divas, Emily and Lauren. Welcome back to Real Time Digital, hosted by me, Emily Lee Vlad, and, and I'm Lauren Garcia, and we're from the Jar Group. And we are so excited to feature our first guest. Uh, today we will be interviewing Nizzy Renault. She is the head of marketing and merchandising from Etsy, which is one of our, you know, the most innovative uh, e-commerce sites based right in Dumbo. Welcome to the show, Nizzy. We're so excited to have you. Thanks, guys, for having me. I'm excited to be talking to you. Absolutely. So we love Etsy, um, but why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about what Etsy is and how the company got started? Sure. So uh, Etsy is an online marketplace where people can buy and sell handmade and vintage goods. So essentially, independent artists, designers, and creators come and set up shops on Etsy. And then when you shop on Etsy, you're buying directly from the artist. 
We started um, five years ago today, actually. So today's our birthday. Oh. Um, and Happy birthday. Uh, it was founded in Brooklyn by uh, Rob Kalin and a num- number of other guys who just really saw a need for a marketplace where people could really transact with one another. Cool. Well, and Etsy kind of has a definite culture around it, doesn't it? Kind of, uh, there's a real distinct, distinct um, feeling of, of just independent artists almost. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Kind of tell our listeners. Sure. Absolutely. I mean, in addition to sort of being an online marketplace, I mean, we very much consider ourselves a community. So our members are actively supporting each other, and really the shared goal is offering alternatives to mass production and mass-produced objects. So Mm -hmm. we believe strongly, and our members are part of this too, about highlighting the value of handmade goods and encouraging awareness of the social environmental implications of production and consumption. So we're very much about that empowerment, and it's very exciting that we've grown sort of as a movement, if you will, from a handmade perspective. So how do you, how do you um, kind of get that community? How did it start, and how did it grow, and how, how has it evolved? So for Etsy, um, the growth itself has just been very organic and very grassroots. Um, from a marketing perspective, I'll be, I'll be frank that we don't sort of pay a lot for different marketing uh, outreach. It's very much about reaching out to communities directly and having them then be involved in our site. We're very active with different levels of social media. You know, we're, we're thrilled that we have 1.25 million Twitter followers. We have great sort of Facebook oh. fans as well. We have a very active uh, forum section on our site. And we provide a lot of information. It's not just about the buying and selling, but we provide a lot of information and great content as well. So mm-hmm. these are all the different factors that, um, you know, I would say sort of are the secret to our success in terms of really engaging buyers and sellers. Right. So were those social media efforts organic or were they um, very, were, were they implemented by, by Etsy or did they just kind of grow out of themselves? Um, they were implemented by Etsy, but they really grew out of themselves in terms of people finding it to be a great channel to reach out to us. And one thing that's really exciting that we do a lot about is we sort of give a lot of instruction to sellers in terms of teaching them on how to use social media as well for their own purposes. So we're thrilled that, you know, it's not just about Etsy's own Twitter following, for example, but we have, you know, many, many sellers who also use Twitter um, as a tool and as a resource, for example. Right. Mm-hmm. So how many, how many people are on Etsy? How many members do you have? We have close to 5 million registered members right now. Wow. Um, a, little so over, awesome. a little over half a million of those are what we call active sellers. Um, I just wanted to go back to the social really quickly. Um, what are the main social networks that you use with Etsy and, and how do you use them differently? I know on one of our earlier shows we were talking to one of our guests about the differences in how he uses Twitter and Facebook and how it's they're very distinct cultures or even around those two forms of social networking. So I was just wondering if, if you guys use, what's your favorite for Etsy and, and how do you use them differently? Oh, goodness. So picking a favorite is a bit of Sophie's choice. I'm not sure I could pick one <laughs> over the other. I do think that they serve um, somewhat different purposes. You know, Twitter is a great way to sort of really get key quick messages across, but also for us to sort of measure, use it as a barometer of what sort of community sentiment is out there. Um, Facebook provides a great merchandising tool, if you will, sort of showcasing products. 
And we have also used Facebook, for example. We've created an app called My Etsy where sellers or buyers who may have favorites on Etsy can actually download that app and have it be part of their Facebook page. And that sort of showcases either their store if they're a seller or their favorites if they're a buyer. And it's a great you know, way to sort of display your taste you know, from a curation perspective, but also just a fun way to sort of engage with Facebook and with Etsy. What are some of the, uh, the success stories that you've come across on Etsy and, you know, some of the really unique things that you've seen people selling on the site? <laughs> well, the unique things that people sell, <laughs> oh, my goodness. So we have, um, we have I think, believe currently um, 5.9 million items currently listed. So that's wow. a lot of really, really cool products and items on Etsy. It's, again, hard to pick a favorite. Um, I, you know, I'm a big jewelry aficionado, and we have just some of the most amazing jewelry um, on Etsy. We have everything also from furniture to food, so it really runs the gamut. Um, yeah. In terms of success stories, you know, that's something that we're, we're – Success is something that's measured differently by different individuals. So success for some sellers, for example, could be, um, you know, they've made additional money to, um, you know, help pay their rent. Or success for some folks who are full-time sellers is very much the ability to quit their day job. Uh, and one of the most inspiring sort of series that we have on Etsy is our Quit Your Day Job series, which um, exists on Etsy's blog. So where we interview um, Etsy sellers who, um, you know, have quit their day job or, or who really sort of been able to ha- see a substantial impact. All right. So, Nizzi, as the head of marketing and merchandising, what are your main responsibilities at Etsy and how do you help the company grow? Sure. So um, from my perspective, I really run the uh, consumer marketing end of things. Um, I do have a colleague who's very focused on seller marketing within Etsy. But on my end, you know, we do a lot of um, email. Email is a great channel for us from a marketing perspective and one that we've seen growing like crazy. Uh, Mm -hmm. We do a lot of partnerships, so um, partnerships with different media companies, Uh, or different sort of great websites that we love to sort of align ourselves with. And we do a lot of PR outreach as well. Uh Uh-huh. Cool. Um, And kind of going off of that, what advice do you give to new Etsy users or or active sellers, as you put it? How do you – what advice do you give give them to to get noticed? Yeah, with five – Point nine million items. Yeah, sure. <laughs> it can be a little bit. Of a yeah, and that is absolutely that's absolutely an issue. The best I we always tell people is um, use the Etsy resources. But first and foremost, the best sort of you know practical tip I can give people is make sure your photography is great. Um, oh, you know, wow. for online selling, doesn't matter where you're selling on Etsy or anywhere else. It's all about that visual. Um, you know, because people can't touch and feel. So it really is about that visual. So great photography always helps sellers get noticed. Yeah. And so how do people get onto your homepage um, as featured as the featured sellers and whatnot? Um, our featured sellers change uh, three times a week. And uh-huh. um, we actually just have a process where um, our merchandising team and um, my PR manager, you know, sort of get together and we look for great, uh, great items, great products, sellers who are doing really well, um, sellers who, you know, have interesting stories, sellers who may um, also speak to certain themes that are happening, whether it's great dads for Father's Day, um, and, and just look for uh, interesting folks to feature. 
so what what are the goals of Etsy now that it's become definitely the forefront of e-commerce for um, you know homemade accessories uh, and the like? Are you guys going to work on expanding into other areas, perhaps, or is it going to be more of a focus on the community that um, exists and is growing and really growing that user base? Sure. So our big goal is really to be global. We are currently very global. In fact, um, uh, about 30% of transactions, so that's about one in three transactions on Etsy, either the buyer or the seller is not currently in the U.S. So it's very much a global marketplace, and we're just really looking to expand from that perspective. We opened up earlier this year in Berlin, um, so, you know, we're oh, just cool. excited to do more and more there. We've, we've um, started a French blog, uh, you know, so a German blog as well. So there's just more, more that can be done in terms of, you know, spreading the word about handmade from a, on a global scale. Awesome. Well, Nizzy, we're so happy to have you on the show. Thanks for coming and talking to us about Etsy. And for our listeners, again, that's www.etsy.com, etsy.com. And stay tuned for our next guest. Real Time Digital will be back after this download from our sponsors. Staying ahead of the curve to deliver the best online marketing solutions you need. That's what the JAR Group is all about. The JAR Group offers a full-service suite of marketing and managing solutions custom-tailored for affiliate search and social media. The JAR Group uses their resources and research to help meet and exceed the revenue expectations of each and every client. Find out how the JAR Group can work for you at thejargroup.com. That's thejargroup.com. The JAR Group, online marketing with measurable results. This is a test of the PR Web content and news delivery system from PR Web and PRWebAuthor.com. If this was a real release date, your story would reach more than 30,000 journalists, 250,000 RSS subscribers, and just over 30,000 unique websites. PR Web can reach your target audience online, drive traffic to your website, achieve high rankings on search engines, and get your content on top news sites like Yahoo News. Editors are available 24-7 to help you optimize your content for maximum exposure to over 70 million people in the U.S. alone. If this were a real PR web release date, your website would have so much traffic, you'd be tempted to duck and cover. If you have an online marketing emergency, go to prwebauthor.com for 25% off. PR Web, the premier online news release and content distribution service. What is this? Why is my website not ranking higher? Well, sounds like you could use a link building report from SEOfox.com. What's that? You can't rank without good backlinks. And SEOfox.com's link building report lets you enter domains and compare their backlinks. It gives a detailed report that shows you why each domain ranks where it does, and it reduces the time it takes to find more links. With SEOfox.com's link building report, you can find more links, use their search marketing services to find more links, or better yet, they could even build your own backlinks. So you think you're pretty sly with that SEO Fox link building report. <laughs> sly like a fox. Get your link building report today at seofox.com. That's seofox.com. Ecom experts, Mondays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to Real Time Digital, presented by thejargroup.com online marketing with measurable results. 
Here are your digital divas, Emily and Lauren. Welcome back to Real Time Digital. I'm Lauren Garcia. And I'm Emily Leblad from The Jar Group. We are your digital divas. Once again, we have Josh here from The Jar Group. Welcome, Josh. Hey, ladies. How are you? Great. So Josh is the SEO guru at The Jar Group. So why don't you start off by just giving us a quick introduction about um, what is SEO and what do you do with The Jar Group? Sure. So uh, uh, search engine optimization, real quickly, is just basically uh, taking a look at websites and seeing what we can get to uh, rank in Google and being in Yahoo and other search engines. Um, we try to drive up pages in the search engine results so that we can uh, get people to the things that they're looking for when they make Google searches, Bing searches, or Yahoo searches, or whatever it is. So, Josh, then what do you do exactly for the JAR group, and how do you provide value for our clients? Okay. So, uh, one of the things that we do for clients is we take a look at their sites, and we run through it, and we look at uh, the kinds of things they're selling or the kinds of pages that they're creating if it's content. Um, and we then do some keyword research, find out what people search for online, and then optimize their site for those keywords and do a lot of like link building and stuff, like creative ways to get links and, and other such things so that they can, uh, you know, Google, Bing, Yahoo, uh, they, love, they love links. That's kind of the way that you can like give your vote of confidence to a site is if you mm -hmm. link to them. So uh, they, look at the, they, look at the, they look all over the Internet. They send these robots all over. They find links. And every time they find a link to your page, uh, Google, you know, says, look, this is a credible site, they're getting a vote of confidence, and they rank you higher for whatever mm -hmm. keyword that link is, right? So mm -hmm. um, what we do is, yeah, the, like after we, we, we pull out uh, the pages that we want to optimize for, then uh, we start looking for, for good links for those pages. Very cool. So when you say you optimize sites, what do you do exactly? I know um, you work with keywords a lot, but what specifically, how... Do, how is the page optimized, aside from LinkedIn? Yeah. Well, it has, has everything to do with like, the content on, on the site, right? So your, con your meta titles are really important, um, which, is that it, which is the title of the page that appears. Like, if you're searching in Firefox, that little blue bar at the very top, it tells you what the, that's, what's the, meta, that's the meta title. That's really important for rankings. Um, the on-site content is really important. Um, for uh, for rankings and meta descriptions, which the user, the person who comes to a site doesn't even see, um, are really important for click-throughs. Uh, Google actually uses the text and meta descriptions to display display the text on on the search engine results. Mm -hmm. Well, interesting. So, in terms of just you know, people who have no idea or knowledge about online marketing, do you think that most people understand the value of SEO or is there still a lot of opportunity there? And how do you convey that um, the value? But yeah, exactly. How do you convey the value yeah. to people who have no idea, you know, what SEO is or why they should, why they should have SEO on their website? That's, that's a really good question. Like if, uh, I think that there's an awful lot of opportunity. I'm amazed at some of the huge companies that I take a look at the sites of um, who, whose SEO is terrible. Uh, and you know what, it's, it's not even, I wouldn't even say their SEO, just the way that their site is constructed isn't optimized for, um, for people or search engines oftentimes. So 
um, the other SEO analyst at the JAR Group, Matt Lurkey, did a piece on our blog uh, about how the Fortune 500 companies have basically kind of, they, they've ignored SEO, right? Um, they mm-hmm. spend millions of dollars a day purchasing keywords for their site. And their search engine optimization is, you know, if you go to their sites and if you, if you know enough SEO to kind of assess a site for its, uh, its SEO quality, if you will, you're going to look at these, you're going to look at these uh, Fortune 500 company sites and they're terrible, many of them. Um, like we did, uh, we did a site assessment on shop or uh, Safeway, uh, last week on, on our podcast and that was, uh, that their site is, is awful with regard to SEO, you know. Really? There's a lot of opportunity, even in companies that, that have tons of money. Yeah, interesting. Just because they're not aware of, of the impact of SEO, do you think? It's, I think it's because it's easier to buy traffic. If you, if you um, do search engine optimization, like, you know, what's going to happen is you're going to start ranking for really good keywords. You're going to start getting really, really good traffic to your site, and it's going to be constant. It's going to be, you know, six months, eight months, 12 months, uh, you know, three years, whatever. You're going to start, you're going to continually see that traffic. So SEO mm-hmm. is, a, is a really good long-term strategy, but mm-hmm. when you're trying to pitch it to someone who is really worried about, like, you know, site, the, the current site traffic, it's much easier to say, like, hey, we can, we can buy traffic for your site. We can drive 10,000 hits to your site, but it's going to cost you X amount. And then when you stop paying for that traffic, it just disappears. So uh, my guess is that it's, it's probably just because it's easier to purchase traffic. Right. So if you could tell somebody one thing about SEO who didn't really have a previous knowledge of it, what would that be? Whether it be like a tip for them or just a bit of knowledge, what would you say? <laughs> uh, one one piece of knowledge about search engine optimization. Um, I would say if you're constructing if you're constructing a uh, a small to medium sized site, use an open source content management system. It's much easier to optimize. Uh, that would that would probably be my my quickest biggest tip for anyone mm-hmm. who's not constructing like an enterprise level site. WordPress, Straight for example, the- would be a good example of what you could use. Oh. And that's what that's what we use too. Yeah, that is what we use at the jar. <laughs> Comes from the best. So you have actually uh, been doing some really cool stuff um, at the jar group. Uh, you just launched a podcast with uh, the other SEO uh, master at, at exactly at the jar group, Matt Lurkey, and have also been doing some speaking at conferences. So tell us a little bit more about um, about that. I'd love to. So, um, what we've, what Matt and I have done is we put together a podcast that we take a look at. Uh, we do a one-site review, we do a tool review, and we do kind of a weekend review of search engines and search uh, in general. Um, so our first one we did a couple weeks ago. We call it Jar SEO, and we take a look at Safeway, um, like I said, and so uh, we we did a weekend review. Um, where we took a look at the now famous Mayday update, which is basically just Google uh, making some changes to how it how it ranks for what's called long tail traffic um, in its search engine results. 
And finally, we did a, a tour view on Link Tracker. So our, our goal with this podcast is really to kind of look at some of the more advanced elements of SEO um, that, you know, maybe a lot of search engine shows don't look at and are really maybe only interesting to kind of geeky people. So things like what happens when you wrap your site in a uh, secure socket layer, right, stuff like that. <laughs> it sounds pretty in-depth, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, like, but that's, uh, that's one of the things that, you know, Matt and I really enjoy uh, kind of the advanced elements of SEO, and um, there is a little bit more to it than just, you know, building links for sites and such. Like, these, we, we really work uh, with our clients in particular. We, we work really, uh, really hard on helping them optimize the content on their site mm-hmm. so right. that, you know, it's not just about getting them links. So for our listeners, if you're interested in more advanced SEO tips from Matt and Josh, make sure to check out their podcast as well. What's the what? Where, where are you guys uh, doing that through, Josh? Yeah, where can we find it? Give us the URL. You can find it on the JAR Group's website, so thejargroup.com. Um, and I think that we've also uploaded it to iTunes, and so my guess is you can find it there uh, by searching JAR SEO. Cool. In the iTunes store. So is SEO more important for some websites than others or like how do you how do you, how is it, how do people value SEO depending on you know their website like is it more valuable for say e-commerce sites rather than like informational or, or, sites blogs, or blogs and stuff like that right. well it, you know it depends on each individual site but search engine optimization i think it's better to optimize your site from the outset um, or at least make it so that it can be optimized from the outset when you when you're first like creating the site or whatever it is um, whether it's like you're remaking a site or, you know, creating it from the beginning. But it, it depends on your revenue models. So if you're a content-heavy site and you make your money by selling ads, then search engine optimization is perfect, right? Because the more, the more people you have visiting your site, uh, the more money you can make, right? The, the more potential for, 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 uh, for increased revenues. If you're an e-commerce site, then the more people that you get to your site through relevant keywords, so let's say you're looking for, you know, if you want to purchase a snowboard, you may want to optimize for words like buy snowboards rather than just the word snowboards because buy snowboards is going to net more sales. If, uh, if you have an e-commerce site that, you know, uh, you're going to make a lot of money also if, if, you, if you do good SEO. And the difference is in how isn't how the, you know, for each site, how we implement a strategy. So for e-commerce sites, like I said, we're going to optimize for keywords that are uh, going to have high consumer intent to purchase. And for a content site, you're going to optimize maybe for words that are just sort of high traffic and uh, people who are looking for maybe, uh, maybe how-to articles or something like that, like questions. Right, right. Well, very cool. So, Josh, what is the funniest <laughs> thing or site or, or keywords you've ever had to optimize for? What's your, what's your go-to hilarious story? Because I'm sure there must be a lot tucked away in there. <laughs> uh, well, there, there's a lot, of, a lot of funny things that have kind of happened. Uh, a couple weeks ago, one of my sites <laughs> was ranking for Lady Gaga, for example. That was, uh, that was accidental. Um, I think, I think Lady Gaga. the funniest <laughs> things are I've had a site online for, uh, you know, about probably six years now. And uh, it's not so much what I've optimized for, but it got hacked a few years ago and someone started building links to it that are irrelevant and a little bit racy. So occasionally I'll see in my search results uh, some, 
some terms that I, I wouldn't necessarily have uh, optimized the site for myself, which it makes me laugh. <laughs> 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 that's probably the funniest thing that's happened. All right, Josh. Well, thanks so much for, for joining us and spreading your SEO wisdom to our listeners. We really appreciate your time. Uh, can you just give us a little bit uh, more information if somebody wants to reach out to you, Josh? Sure. Uh, my email address at the JAR Group is joshua.unseth at thejargroup.com. Or you can go to the website and uh, send, you know, find, find our general email box and uh, just you know, put my name in the subject line. Fantastic. Thanks, Josh. No problem. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thanks, listeners, as well. Uh, That wraps our episode for today. But thanks so much for tuning in. And keep on listening to Real Time Digital. Signing out, your hosts, Emily Lee Black. And Lauren Garcia. Have a good week.